Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to a new episode of Welcome to Slam Town. This episode is, of course, Elimination Chamber, or is it Elimination Banger? I'm your host, the sensational Sam Housen. I am joined, as always, by Mr. Intimidating Tim and our new co-host, permanently, Josh. Welcome, guys. How are you doing? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, good, man. Good to chat with you, fellas. Yeah, it's been a while. We took a we took a little bit of a break in between the last episode and this one. But um, I'm excited to be talking to the boys again. I miss you, fellas. Woo-hoo. Oh, I missed you too, dude. <laughs> um, My favorite pastime on Tuesday slash Wednesday nights. Talking to the dudes. Talking to the fellas. Talking Fuck wrestling. Yeah. The fellas. Um, so as always, we're gonna kick it off with our week in wrestling. Um, Tim, I know off camera you said you didn't have an eventful wrestling week. But that's okay, buddy. You win some, you lose some. Hey, and I'm so happy to, <laughs> that you guys accept me for the the person I yeah. am. Yeah, <laughs> we we still love you regardless. Thank you. Um, I had a pretty eventful week. I didn't watch Raw NXT. Or SmackDown. I did watch AEW, which I always try to do on Wednesdays. Um, not because it's like my favorite or anything. I just, I, I, I don't know. I like the vibe of AEW. I just tune in really for Orange Cassidy because he fights almost every week. Um, but what I did watch was TNA Wrestling's No Surrender. And they did introduce a brand new, I don't know if it's brand new, but it's new to me a thing called the No Surrender Match. Um, it it kind of played out like a WWE I Quit Match sort of vibe, but instead of getting your opponent to say I Quit, one of their corner men had to throw in the towel for them, to for the other guy to win the match. So it was for the Impact, or the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. Um, Moose with Brian Myers and Eddie Edwards in his corner, his stable mates from the system, and then he fought Alex Shelley, the man he originally beat to win the title, um, who had Kevin Knight and Kushida, I believe they're called the Jet Setters, is their tag team name, in his corner. But um, Kushida and Alex Shelley used to be a team called the Time Splitters. Uh, I think it is a reference to the video game, like the arcade cabinet and video game. Um, it's like a light gun game. And... To uh, Moose ends up winning because Kushida throws in the towel for Alex Shelley because Moose is just hitting spear after spear after spear on Alex Shelley. And finally he gets this like iron chain and starts wrapping it around his shoulder, like right shoulder to like left waist kind of thing. And he's like, I'm going to spear him with the chain on. And Kushida throws in the towel. And then Moose being a heel champion does it anyway. My dude, cool as hell. That's that sounds like yeah. such an interesting, like match kind of stipulation because the whole like outcome is determined by someone who's not even like physically right. getting it. Yeah, right? it was cool. That is cool. Very very cool. The main event for No Surrender brings me into my next part of the week in wrestling. Uh, it was a very big week for former WWE guys to win championships. The main event of No Surrender, uh, X-Division champion Chris Sabin 
going one-on-one with Mustafa Ali. Hey. Mustafa Ali defeats Chris Saban to become X Division champion for the first time. Um, the, for those of you that don't know, the X Division is like – when it originally debuted, TNA uh, advertised it as it's not about weight limits. It's about no limits. And that just was like, it's guys who take it to the extreme. It's like all high flyers and kind of cruiserweight guys, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but like they had the monster abyss win the title once and Samoa Joe held the title. So like you don't have to be under 205 pounds. You just got to be like fast paced and hard hitting, like something cool to fit that X division moniker. Yeah, um, very cool. So Ali wins the title for the first time. His, I don't think it's his first win of a title since he left WWE. He has some kind of indie title that he won while he was doing his world tour. Um, and then at New Japan Pro Wrestling New Beginnings, on night one, Nick Nemeth, formerly Dolph Ziggler of the WWE, challenged the leader of the Bullet Club, David Finley, the son of of WCW and WWE legend Finley um, and uh, brother of Hornswoggle, even though Hornswoggle isn't actually Finley's son, I still like to think he is. Uh, <laughs> for the, uh, They con- fought each other for the IWGP Global Championship. Nick- oh. And then um, the president of New Japan Wrestling, the Japanese ace, Hiroshi Tanahashi fought Matt Riddle for Tanahashi's New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Championship. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling World is their streaming service. This is what I use to watch all of these um, here in the United States. Uh, That belt... So Matt Riddle defeats the president of New Japan, Tanahashi, in under nine minutes. Um, It felt like a squash match. Like I was watching it. I looked down at a TikTok, and then I heard the bell ringing, and I was like, what the fuck? And the ring announcer was going, and Matt Riddle has won the television title. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> he he texted cool. us. He texted us, like, right after that happened, I think, right? Yeah. Um, that belt is so ugly. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've said it before on a podcast, but it, it looks like a vanity license plate, like it on does. a car. It's way too rectangular. Yeah, you'd see a little Subaru going by and it'd be like, New Japan World! Beep, beep. Belt belt Hater of the Year award goes to Sam Hazen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just this belt specifically. (laughs) I I think what it is supposed to be, I think it it, it looks identical to like the icon that's on the smart TV when you download the app. Yeah, I, I just I think it's supposed to just be the icon for the app is it, but you can sure. it could look so much cooler. Um, but now because he's won the title, Matt Riddle's uh, match at Major League Wrestling Intimidation Games against Bad Dude Tito is now for the title. So, huh. Bad Dude Tito all of a sudden got a title match, so good for him. Because right. Major League Wrestling got the rights to defend the New Japan title on their pay-per-view, but they couldn't get the rights to use 
the name Bad Dude Tito, which is his name in New Japan. So they're advertising him as Big Dude Tito. And it's like, oh. Big can... Dude. <laughs> yeah, like. That's, that's how not my his homies name. call me. Like, yeah, I'm always calling you Big Dude because you're like seven feet tall, brother. <laughs> my brother in Christ, remember when I used to be taller than you in the first grade? <laughs> yeah, who's <And> photo proof? <laughs> that very quickly changed because, like, I'm barely hitting your shoulder now. <laughs> you put all of your stats, uh, you, you, you front loaded them, you put all of them into your character build in the uh, intro of the game. And then for the rest of it, you weren't able to distribute any height stats. I rolled a 20, a 16, an 8, and a 9. The 9 went into height, and the rest all went into charisma and wrestling facts. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> and that made you the perfect person you are today. Hey, thanks, buddy. Off camera, I'm blushing. On camera, <laughs> I'm still blushing. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah, I think that's it for my week in wrestling. Josh, you got anything? Um, so I, I watched Monday Night Raw this week, um, which was another great show. Um, but I spent a lot of my time taking news in for wrestling through Twitter. Uh, so just a nice. couple things. Um, just today, uh, there's been some... Heat and then praise for uh, Maxine Dupree. There's a video circulating of her getting booed out of a live show. And it's like, she only started wrestling a year ago. And she has everything else that a wrestler needs besides the wrestling. And again, only started a year ago. So a lot of people called arms and have been supporting her today, as they should. Because I think she could be very good. Um, and then... Sticking with the women's division, I've seen a lot of calls for a women's mid-card title belt, whether that be an Intercontinental or a U.S. Um, oh, I'd be into that. And I have been on that train for a long time now. I think it's time. I mean, it's just there's so much talent in the division right now. That yeah, I'm with you, dude. It needs to happen because the tag matches just aren't cutting it. I That tag belt was so cool when they debuted it. It was like, wow, finally another women's title and they've done like fucking nothing with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, that title debuted at elimination chamber one year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, what I was looking are the odds? <laughs> the Wikipedia for the pay-per-view uh, elimination chamber. Cause we were, we were talking about the one where the anonymous raw GM reinserts CM Punk into it. So that led me down a rabbit hole of, Every chamber winner ever. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Um, and then I think my last thing is a bit of a funny note. Uh, the Miz was trapped inside of a uh, locker room on Monday night for it wasn't I, it's probably 15, 20 minutes. But uh, yeah, he took what? a video and he's just sitting in. It's like a uh, eight by ten room, couch and a TV. He never showed who he was stuck in there with, and I didn't recognize the voice. But he's just sitting there recording, and he shows the door, and you can hear like ten different voices outside the door trying to get to unlock. He's like, <laughs> "We've there's no hammer or nail to to try and get out the door off its hinges. The handle doesn't work." Um, apparently, You're telling I, me like 
Otis or someone couldn't just kick it hard enough. Yeah, I, that's what a lot of people were saying, <laughs> but I, I guess they didn't want to break the door. Yeah, I mean, because not their door. I mean, it was the arena's door. But uh, but then that's I guess fair. someone from the arena must have gotten in because apparently they, uh, the way he got out was like cut a like two by three hole hole square in the door, and they he had to crawl out. What? Oh man! Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> funny. You'll have to look it up. I want to watch the video from crawling out because that sounds like I think too it's much. Just, I think it's to visualize too much, right? It's just a picture, but you can. I uh, mean, it's <laughs> it's like it's his shoulder width, so he's like he's got his arms like straight out in front of him, right? It's just crawling through, and it's oh, elevated man. off the ground, so he can't just like slide on the ground. Like he's got to. Like, yeah, it's it, it's a pretty funny looking picture. And he makes his he makes his uh, backstage promo on uh, Monday Night Raw where. It sounds like our truth is trying to make a regeneration X because he thinks that uh, Champa and Gargana look like uh, Hunter and Sean. So that's funny. That's so funny. That w- that's my weekend wrestling. All right. Good talk. So with that, we'll move into the main topic for this week's episode: WWE's premium live event. Elimination Chamber. Oh, it's premium, all right. From Perth, Australia. I know Josh and I woke up early to watch this whole thing. Don't remind me. I'm still tired. Oh, my God. That sucked. And I woke up at a a nice, normal time on Saturday. I had some plans with my family, and I was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> Wrestling is today, not Sunday. <laughs> well, yeah, we had texted you, and we are like, dude, we got up early, and you're like, <laughs> like, it's like no. I straight up thought it was going to be Sunday. <laughs> I've been awake for six hours already. <laughs> oh, hey, you guys, you guys deserve all the praise and credit for that. <laughs> hey, I, I fell asleep watching it, so... That'll come up later when we talk about some matches that I may or may not have seen. Which is hilarious to say for a pay-per-view that only featured four matches. <laughs> True. Well, hey, it um, was pretty cool that they had a kickoff show match. Oh, yeah. Kabuki I Warriors. Like, I feel like it's been a while since they've done something like that. Is that right? Um. Yeah, I don't think there was one for the Royal Rumble. But yeah, this year on the kickoff, they did... A women's tag title match, Kabuki Warriors versus Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. May I say, as watching it live, it was a bang. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, it was one of the – I don't think it was the worst match of the night. Mm-hmm. Actually, and, I, and maybe it was just because the home crowd was with Indy. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. And, it. and it got – I mean, they got 15 – Minutes, I think. Oh wow! I mean, they. It was, I it was I, a full I match. Because like I remember I got up and was uh, getting ready for work, and just so I could be ready, and was like that was four thirty, and by the time I was getting done, the match was starting, so it was only like four forty, and then it ended like right as the show was starting. So oh wow, okay. That's they got good. they got they got some good time and it, yeah. it was fun. Fuck. I'm sorry I missed it. 
<laughs> my uh, my fun fact for the match is um, if you look at Candice LeRae's uh, ring gear, uh, it is the mom from Bluey. Oh wow! Oh my gosh! Wait, oh, like it's it's like tan. She, she meant to do that. It's tan. Yeah, it's tan and blonde, and it has a paw print on her chest. I love that. <laughs> I, and the only reason I noticed it was because Johnny tweeted and it said Bandit and Chili because he had because just going to like a random gear set he had where he was blue and black, and if you don't know Bluey, that's the that's the colors of the colors and names of the parents. So uh, my man Bandit, I have no children. I like Bluey. Yeah, dude, Bluey is fun. Not to get off on a Bluey tangent, I know Josh is a big fan. I love Bluey. Bluey's great. Yeah, it's, it's great. so good. They should get Rhea Ripley on an episode. <laughs> that would be great. Oh my god. That'd be awesome. Like, I bet she's friends with Chili from, like, college. Yeah. And then they find out that Chili was an independent wrestler before she had kids. <laughs> What's that? Oh, Disney Channel's calling? Hell, yes, we'll write it. <laughs> What's oh, that Disney Channel's calling? Cease and desist. Okay. Oh, crap. <laughs> the Wiggles? We have an idea for you. Uh, Those are the only two Australian children's entertainment things I know. Hmm. Oh, man. Um, I, I, I will say with this match, I almost thought that they were going to let Candice and Indy win. Not just because they were in Australia, but also because I was maybe thinking that like Bailey would come out and mess with the Kabuki Warriors and and kind of oh, yeah. felt it like I, I kind of felt that it would work with their storyline, but at the same time, like why would anybody fly across the globe just to interrupt a match that they're not even in? Wink wink, nudge nudge. <laughs> <laughs> is that foreshadowing right here? I don't know. <laughs> This was one of the things I may or may not have slept through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, kickoff show covered. Now we'll move into the first match of the main card, the women's chamber match. Woo! So, Becky Lynch, Tiffany Shine, Naomi, Liv Morgan. I never get it right. It's Raquel. Rodriguez. 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 Gonzalez was her NXT name. Yes. I think her, then, her social media handles are still Gonzalez as well. Okay. And uh, who was the sixth? Um, Becky, Liv, Tiffany, Naomi. Raquel, Naomi. Yeah, you got them all. No, I was Bianca. 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 Thank oh. you. <laughs> <laughs> I think all, all things aside, I, I am willing to say this was my I'd say it was my match of the night. I rewatched the whole pay-per-view, but watching it live, this was the one I was one of the two I was awake for. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I thought this match was so good. Like, the women in it really put on a show. And, uh, like, 
felt just as good as the women's Royal Rumble match, which was the better of the two at the Rumble. Yeah. It was, it was, it was very high quality. Um, I think to, to play, I guess, devil's advocate or the heel in this situation, I'm going to say it's not my match of the night, even though it probably is. But for kayfabe reasons, it's not because I'm going to be the bad guy. Whoa. Tim, <laughs> cash in your money in the bank right now. All jokes aside, uh, Tiffany Stratton absolutely carried this match. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And she was, like, she was like second eliminated. Like, yeah. She wasn't even in it that long. But for what she was in, it was very well done. And, and the fact only- that the fact that the crowd started booing when she got eliminated shows yeah. like how yeah. like insane her push is. Also, she hit the swanton off the top of the pod. Oh my god. That yeah. was so fucking cool. Yep. Kind of saw it, I kind of saw it coming after what she did at Iron Survivor. But yep. Ooh, yeah. it still was a great spot. And the fact that I, I love the the spot, the bit with her and Becky, because they both went up there to get I think it was Liv. They went to get Liv off the top, and then Liv wasn't there anymore. So they were like, Oh, I guess we gotta fight now. Let's fight <laughs> each other. Oh so I man. Thought, I thought that was great. Um I think that the um I think the ending was also really well done because I saw saw someone tweeted somewhere that it, instead of it being a final two, it was a final three, and it and it just worked out so well. Like it was a bang bang finish where like Liv pinned Bianca, who got hit by a finisher from Becky, and then Becky wins. I was a little like kind of bummed out that Becky was the winner because Becky Lynch is great and talented. Don't get me wrong. I have the Fortnite skin, uh, but it feels like she's kind of still a little oversaturated in WWE, even though she's been like losing a lot lately and not. You get what I'm, like she's not on as much anymore, but she's she is. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she kind of started getting stale for me when she ended Tiffany Stratton's NXT title reign out of the blue it's like oh okay cool yeah i understand why like because the network was like oh we want more bigger names holding the belts that's why dom was north american champion that's why the new day was nxt tag champs at one point it's like oh okay but whatever tiffany's more over than she ever was so yeah yeah i see where you're coming from yeah, I, I, I do think I, that she'll have a great match with Rhea, for sure. Yeah, but I would agree. I would agree with Sam. I think that I don't know. Like Becky hasn't won a singles title on the main roster in two years, and she definitely deserves it for everything that she's done for the brand. But at the same time, like I wanted, I wanted somebody else. I don't know why because Becky deserves it one hundred percent. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I just wanted somebody else. I think if Liv had won, that would have been really cool. Yes. I mean, 
maybe she's still getting a slap on the wrist for what happened back in 2023 with her. But well, it happened in 2022 with her. She got arrested for smoking weed. <laughs> Can you believe uh, it? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I don't think it's that. I just think that the, this is where the story was going. But Liv... Tag Chance with Rhea before Rhea joined Judgment Day? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, ooh, let her finish the story. Yeah. I mean, like, she brought it up. She was the last person to pin Rhea. Uh, well, yeah, she was the last person to pin Rhea. Like, I don't know. Oh, wow. I feel like that's a pretty I big like point. That would have been a good, fe- a better feud. And like, well, like I said in our predict, I said in the predictions that if if Becky won, then I thought that Nia was going to win the the mat, the women's title match, because right. those two have been feuding, and that feud really didn't feel like it ended. And, and based on Monday Night Raw this past week, it it really hasn't. Aren't they I mean, fighting each other on the next episode? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that feud's not really over. Now, granted, Nia has more hatred for Becky because Becky's the number one contender now, even though uh, I don't know what Nia feels like she deserves. But, like, I thought that Liv and Rhea made more sense because Rhea injured Liv. That's the feud when Liv left. She comes back. It would make sense to be in the same feud. So, right. I don't know. I wonder if if, I wonder if we'd feel differently about this if there was another belt for the women's division and it wasn't just the one belt. I I I think Tim's cooking with that one. He's cooking with gas with that one. That's why we call him the Slam Town Chef. (laughs) I'm seeing where seeing where you guys are 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 heading with your thoughts, and I'm just bringing it all together. Yes. We're the appetizers. He's the entree. <laughs> We're the fully loaded potato skins. He's the sizzling fajitas. Slim Town is a Chili's. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn, I'm getting um, hungry now. <laughs> fuck yeah. Me too. I just ate pork chops. And, like, I'm hungry again. <laughs> oh, man. Not pork chops. Pork tenderloin. Um, it's really good. My mom made it. It had teriyaki sauce on it. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, teriyaki sauce, green beans, pineapple, and some fried rice. Pretty tasty. Yummy. Little, right. little hibachi kind of vibe. I had Chick-fil-A for dinner. Fuck yeah. What's your Chick-fil-A order real quick? Um, Right now it's two original sandwiches, two french fries, and a cherry coke. I could kiss you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Chick-fil-A would hate that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, oh, man. I'm glad you laughed when I said that. I was like, I'm going to say it. Go for it. Perfect. Oh, man. Um, that brings us into our next match, which yep. was the unified tag team title match uh, Judgment Day versus the New Catch Republic. Which is a tag team name that bothers me because I keep mixing them up with Drew Gulak's group on NXT, the No Quarter Catch Crew. <laughs> that is, it is a very, very wacky name. That is very confusing. Hold on. So, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn are the New Catch Republic, the four man faction of Drew Gulak, Charlie Dempsey, Third Guy, and Gable Stevenson's brother. 
is the no quarter catch crew. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Speaking of which, Charlie Dempsey did win the NXT Heritage Cup championship last night. Yeah. Off of Noam Dar. Finally. Noam Dar is a very talented wrestler. I can't understand a fucking word that guy is saying. <laughs> He's so Scottish. Uh, but um, I, if the women's chamber wasn't as good as it was, I would say this is my match of the night. I honestly thought that New Catch Republic was going to win. Like, it seemed like they had it at a few parts. Here's my here's my heel take. This was match of the night. Ooh. That's not it. even a heel take, dude. <laughs> I know, but, like, I want to support the women so bad, but, like, this match cooked. Josh hates the women. Confirmed. was back. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It was um, a good one. This yeah. this was this was really good. I mean, this was like if you like the wrestling, true gritty wrestling side of WWE, this was it. And true, and it was it's crazy because like I don't like besides I don't consider Damien like that kind of wrestler. I feel like Damien's just like a showman. But even he put on in this match. I mean, I mean this was it was really good. Yeah, and then Tyler like- Bate and he done deserve to be champions so fucking good and now i kind of want to see finn balor like one-on-one with either of these guys yeah he could could be like a match of a pay-per-view um yeah like the bruiser weight is back he like did the small joint manipulation he stomped on the hands it was like oh my god like butch is a thing of the past I fucking hated when they brought a main roster and like he's Butch. Ooh, what does that even mean? <laughs> Did you ever see the thing about Vince McMahon's original idea for Pete Dunne on the main roster? I feel like I have, no. but please remind me. So he was gonna bring him up to be with Sheamus and Ridge Holland, and he was gonna switch his name to Butch, and he was just going to be Sheamus's friend. That was so crazy. He never actually wrestled. He would just beat people up. <laughs> he was just a crazy guy. <laughs> I mean, he, was, he almost did that. Like, he was going to have a match. The bell was going to ring. And then he would always get DQ'd for, like, not breaking the five count or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's really funny. <laughs> Pete Dunne is talented. <laughs> like, his NXT UK title run or his tag title run with Matt Riddle fucking cooking man i'm gonna use the term cooking now because a cool youth i know uses it <laughs> that's you josh you're the cool youth what did i do you use the word cooking and now it makes uh. me feel young and cool when i say it <laughs> uh, um i i don't think this is like necessarily uh it's gonna stop the momentum of pete dunn and tyler bait even though they lost this match i think they're still gonna put on Great matches and get used a lot on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so for sure. There needs to be like, a, there has to be a tag team match on that show like every night. Yeah. Uh, I, tag team I, wrestling is so good. It can be if they have time to cook. Yeah. Say it again. I think I said it again. <laughs> That's so fucking cool. Uh, I got so you much fooled. energy to this podcast. <laughs> He's got jokes too. 
Um, yeah, like, I, I agree with what you're saying, Tim. I felt like they almost could win the match, get the belts off of the Judgment Day. But I really think we're heading towards Judgment Day versus Awesome Truth at Mania. Ooh, okay. For sure, um, for sure. Awesome Truth reuniting as a tag team was not something I ever saw coming. Not at all. Because I think the last time they teamed was in a feud with The Rock and John Cena to set up that once-in-a-lifetime Rock and Cena WrestleMania match that immediately got us like, a part two the next year. Yep. Man. Um, what was it? Uh, do you think that this kind of leads to something with truth? Like, like the Miz is going to kind of snap him out of being dumb and go back to, like, the ruthless that he was? Like, when they got arrested for beating up Punk and Del Rio <laughs> in Hell in a Cell? I wonder. Oh, my God. I hope so. Like, number one contender for the WWE title, R-Truth? Yeah. I hope so. That was a good R-Truth. Like, I, like Truth could still be, like, like, I feel like he could still be dumb, but at the same time, like, actually, like, kick butt. Yeah. Like, comedy R-Truth is fucking great, and he works so well with it. But at the same time, awesome. his, like, his, like, cold-blooded killer character that he was in awesome truth the first time was also really well done because he still had those like idiot moments where he was like basically he was the brawn of the group with Miz and like he'd beat people up for the Miz but at the same time he'd like he'd go be like stupid like take people's drinks or take people's hats or stuff like that yep do you remember the pay-per-view that he challenged John Cena for the WWE title at. Wasn't it some, like, random one-off pay-per-view? Yep. It was WWE's Capital Punishment, live from Washington, D.C., our nation's capital. Yeah. Follow-up question. Capital Punishment. Do you remember what the poster for that event was? Um, <laughs> was it some building getting blown up? No. Something better. You oh, know when boy. you go to like the boardwalk or a mall and there's a man drawing caricatures of people? Yes. It was a caricature of John Cena wrestling R Truth with the big like hand drawn caricature heads featuring special guest referee Barack Obama. No. <laughs> I swear to God. Make it stop. Make it stop. I swear. Oh it looked God. like a Mad what, Magazine cover. What was Vince on? <laughs> oh, my God. This show was like one-off. And they, it was one of those ones where they were like, oh, this is going to this is gonna pop off. Like, we'll make it a year. I'm sorry. It's not Cena versus R-Truth. It is Cena versus Rey Mysterio with special referee Barack Obama. Oh fighting in front of the White House. And to make Rey Mysterio the same size as John Cena, he's standing on a box. Huh. Make it stop. Make it stop. Oh, Bob, nah. <laughs> Next match. Next match. Would, oh my would gosh. you like to know the match card for this show real quick? No. Dude, hit us with it. Uh... We're in too deep. <laughs> Santino Marala and Vladimir Kozlov versus Heath Slater and Justin Gabriel in a Tag team match. Doesn't 
it's not even for the titles. It's just a tag match. Um, Dolph Ziggler with Vicky Guerrero. Kofi Kingston for the WWE United States Championship. Alex Riley versus The Miz, one-on-one. Alberto Del Rio versus The Big Show, one-on-one. Ezekiel Jackson wins the Intercontinental Championship off of Wade Barrett on this show. CM Punk, one-on-one with Rey Mysterio, with the Nexus banned from ringside. Versus Christian, Evan Bourne versus Jack Swagger, and John Cena versus R Truth for the WWE Championship. Wow, that was a trip down memory lane. Um, and then the following year, it was replaced by the return of the No Way Out pay per view. <sighs> oh my Goodness. god, I think I watched that show. Fuck. What a stupid card. All right, let's get back to Elimination <laughs> Chamber. Yeah, yeah. Um, there we go. So we next we got Josh here to keep us on track, Sam. <laughs> isn't even a match. Wasn't this followed by the Grayson Waller effect? Oh, was I it? I believe it was. Yes, you're correct. Dude, honestly, I, I don't know about you guys, but this whole time I was like, what's the purpose of this? That was such a waste of time. <laughs> like if I had woken up at 5 a.m. and like no offense to anyone who was in it, like if I had woken up at 5 a.m. and I was half asleep and I was trying to watch, and I had to sit through like 45 minutes, and be like, what a waste! I don't know. That was just how I felt. Um, I saw tweets and it was like, this could have been sent in an email. <laughs> Dude, literally, that's how it felt. Yeah. It was so dumb. It, I like, really thought I, I like. I knew that Seth wasn't cleared to wrestle, but at the same time, I almost thought that they were going to come out in their gear, and then we were just going to get, like, a quick tag match. Like... Yeah, like Waller and Theory versus the two of them? Yeah, I just kind of thought that, like, that's kind of what... um, Like, maybe the Friday night before Paul Heyman, or Roman had to tell um, Waller or something, and I thought that maybe it was going to be, like, a... Hey, have him on a show, challenge room match, like right there, right, like, like at that time, turns into a mm-hmm. tag match, and then like maybe Waller goes for like a dirty move on Cody's knee or something like that. Yeah, like, and then like we're like to... we're like it's a kayfabe injury, and like we're worried about Cody being ready for Mania, and then like that, like kind of we go that route, or like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be Roman, like it turns into Roman Rock, but then it's actually like, oh, Cody's actually okay. Like, he's gonna, I don't know, just something like that. That makes but sense. I think it's literally just talking. Yep, just talking. And Austin Theory being an absolute buffoon because his character absolute right now is terrible. Buffoon. <laughs> however, however, when he got attacked, and hit with two finishers, Mr. Waller is just standing there, not helping his friend. Waller Supposed friend. at Mania confirmed? That, Ooh. I want Austin Theory to turn face so bad, it's not even funny. We are not laughing. No jokes here. Nope. Stone that face. That kid is too good of a wrestler. 
And he really does have the mic talent. It's just that he doesn't have a character right now. No, his character is like Instagram hot guy. Yeah, and like, who cares? Even more so than when his gimmick was selfies. Like, like, a faction with him, Waller, and Paul would be like kind of cool. But at the same time. Oh my god, yes. But at the same time, like, what does that accomplish for the two under Logan Paul? I just feel like it would just turn into them fighting each other really quickly. Absolutely nothing. It would just be the most fucking annoying, heat-generating faction you've ever seen. Oh, for sure. Almost as bad as when Logan Paul pitched the idea of tag-teaming with Dom Mysterio as the world's most hated tag-team. <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> concept for sure. But like think that he's not wrong. Yeah, no he's not at all. Blacked out during the tag title match because of Dom Mysterio. Yeah. So... Front row was flipping him off, so they had to cut the live stream. Yeah, that's like <sighs> I don't think they've ever had any sort of reaction like that before where they've had to cut, right? I don't think so. Because you had texted us and you were like, why did this stream go out? Yeah. <laughs> you could hear everything, but there was no picture. Yeah. the entire front row was flipping off Dominic Mysterio. Deserved. I did have to say one funny thing. Before you we were recording, my dad who won't download TikTok because China, I guess, uh, was going through Facebook Reels, which are just fucking TikToks. Um, And it was a clip of Dom Mysterio calling Becky Lynch a dirty kumquat. And he was like, hey, here's what's-his-name calling Becky Lynch a dirty kumquat. And I was like, who's what's-his-name? I was like, I don't know, fucking Mysterio's kid? Oh, no love, no love for the Nepo baby from my dad. Okay. No love for Dom Dom. <laughs> Dirty Dom Dom. And, mm. and Josh, when we were talking last night, you brought up a good thing. Like, it kind of feels like maybe the Judgment Day is heading towards a split. Yeah. Oh, man. Because it sounds like on Raw, they set up so many potential challengers for Gunther. And yeah. Rhea was not happy that Dom was one of them. Which Dom is here would get chopped in half if he ever went one on one with Gunther. For sure. Oh, hundred percent. One hundred percent. Um, and and to get back to the Waller effect thing, it didn't really. There was no outcome. No, I mean, yeah. like. Cody could have just said he wanted to fight Rock on a Monday Night Raw. It didn't have to be oh, absolutely the yeah. Waller effect in Australia. Like, like part of me thought they put this Waller effect on at Australia. Argue like at Elimination Chamber in Australia, one of their most like anticipated shows of the year, aside from WrestleMania, because they were going to announce Roman and Rock versus Seth and Cody. Yeah, no, exactly. But it was just Cody was like, I'll fight you anywhere, anytime. And Seth was like, I'll be in your corner. 
No, just fucking say it's night one of Mania. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> what I wanted. This is what I got. Oh, boy. But uh, right. that was the Waller effect. Such a good part of this show. For sure. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Which brings us to match three of four. The Men's Elimination Chamber. Which was Bobby Lashley, United States Champion Logan Paul, Kevin Owens, LA Knight, Randy Orton, and Drew McIntyre. With eventual winner, Drew McIntyre. Which I'm kind of really excited about. It is. It was yeah. the most predictable outcome, and it was the most entertaining outcome. <laughs> there was I, not a day, uh, thing in my mind that anyone else was going to win this chamber. Nope. Mm-hmm. This this match had a lot of really like fun, like like high energy, like high visibility spots, which was as someone know. who watched it live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, if, uh, if I had woken up at the crack of dawn to watch this, uh, this would have woken me up for sure. <laughs> Definitely did not fall asleep on the couch and have my mom call down from the top of the stairs saying, you know, if you're snoring, you're not really watching. And then me going, well, no, I'm not snoring. Saw <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone enter. Saw punch Orton with the brass knuckles. <laughs> I had to um, find out through TikTok everything else that happened before I watched it again. Gotta watch Santi's uh, re- replays. Oh, that Santi Zap guy? Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, yep. I follow him. Uh, hard not to. He pops up everywhere. It used to be that guy Heal Josh before he got canceled, and now yeah. it's that guy. Yeah. Um. Did you guys see the – like, I don't know if they showed it, like, live, and I didn't notice it, but all I kept seeing on TikTok was Logan Paul with the marker drawing I love that. That was, was so like, funny. It was so good. <laughs> like, you cannot tell me this kid's not a – like, he wasn't born for this. Like, Talented because he was writing it all backwards. Yes. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> it was so, like – I I, I – I don't like him. I don't know. I, I, I've kind of gotten over things he's done in the past. And what he's doing right now is like, he feels like he's matured. I mean, Homeboy right. owns like a drink company. Yeah, they don't and, just let people and have like, those. has people come onto his podcast and then strikes a business deal. He's done that multiple times. I mean, he is sponsoring mega things, and that's just like I don't know. It's really cool to see he went from a certain uh, Tokyo forest to <laughs> uh, being like this. I don't know. It's just kind of cool. It's kind of cool to see someone like redeem themselves like that. Um, a little peek he... behind the curtain. I am drinking a prime right now. What flavor? <laughs> I found the new prime limited edition strawberry banana already. At the vitamin shop. It just it like just got announced today. They had some at the one in North Haven. It's good. It's pretty Connecticut good. Connecticut stays winning, baby. Dude, I want to try it. My my favorite lemonade. Pretty good. I think this one is better than the cherry freeze. Um, 
one. I didn't really like that one, but okay. Yeah, I'm not a cherry work. drink kind of guy, besides for like cherry soda, but like like cherry juice yeah. is kind of gross to me. But uh, the ice pop, I've I've had the ice pop and I've had lemonade. Um, okay. and lemonade is pretty good. Lemonade is really good, but I'm excited to try strawberry banana. The strawberry banana is the new flavor, and then the other one they announced is lemonade, but with a new label. It's the UFC 300 one, I think. Cool. It's it's definitely UFC. I just don't remember what the number was for the show, but um, I think it is 300. I think you're right. Okay. The uh the other one that's good, off topic, uh, Glowberry. Yeah. The glow in the dark bottle. Ooh. Only thing is, it's not berry flavored. It's just called Glowberry. It's green apple. So, oh, well, I actually want to try that then. That's pretty good. All right, uh, back to the wrestling. Uh, I think Logan Paul, owner of Prime. Yeah, I th- I think that it is. It was a damn shame that Bobby was first eliminated. However, yeah. in terms of storytelling, he had to be the first to go. Like, yeah, looking back on how it all played out, it just it just like he was injured. Cross injured him the night before. He really didn't fit in with the crowd that was in the, I mean, in the match. Like, he's big time, and he should be winning, and he should be in championship conversations. But at the same time, like, they've got him doing something else, so it really didn't make sense for him to be in that match. Um, I So, I honestly thought that the interference that would happen in the Elimination Chamber that we foreshadowed was not going to be what it was, and that Cross was going to attack Lashley somehow. I was on. I'm on the same page with you. And the only reason I wasn't still waiting for it during the show was that as I was scrolling Twitter during one of the commercial breaks, I saw a picture of Carrion and Scarlet in Thailand. Oh, okay. <laughs> yep, they're on vacation. So not even there. That is not nope. Perth, Australia. That, exactly. It would have been really funny if they brought Paul Ellerig with them. Would have been hilarious. Now, uh, granted, I, now that I'm thinking about it, I could, I should have still maybe been on the edge of my seat a little bit because maybe we could have saw like seen the AOP just handle themselves. Yeah. But I don't know. It would have been weird without Cross there. That one dude got so many tattoos since we last saw him. <laughs> Do you guys yeah. remember when the AOP were going to start their own promotion? I do not remember that. No. They're, I think they're like Albanian or something. But they were starting a promotion in the United Kingdom somewhere. And they were like advertising and advertising it. And the poster was like a who's who of recently released WWE people. It was like Del Rio, Mojo Rowley, Nia Jax, Aiden English, CJ Perry, a couple other people. And it was starting to come out that, like, some of the people who were on the poster and advertised for this event hadn't been contacted about appearing yet. So, because oh. someone had asked uh, Matthew Rainwall, which is, that's Aiden English. That's what he goes by now. And he was like, no, no one's asked me anything about this. I haven't been paid. I don't know why I'm on this poster. I'm not going to be at this show. Um, And then it very quickly, like, the show date, was quickly approaching and COVID sickness people 
uh, announcing that they had never been contacted or paid to appear. Things like that were happening. And they were like, oh, we have to reschedule the show. And then it never happened. The company never launched. And then, yeah, that was it. <laughs> That's a, something I did not know before today. Yeah, AOP <sighs> very briefly was going to launch a wrestling promotion. Crazy. Oh, boy. But, um... um yeah. Uh, uh, let's give a round of applause to world-class seller Randy Orton. <laughs> I I legitimately thought that he had gotten injured. I was like, oh, I shit. don't know. Like, I don't know who pain. didn't think he got injured. It was like, it was one of the best sells, like selling performances ever. Like and, he and, and he was he's been doing it in like all of his matches, but then like he really threw it over the top to the point where it was like, oh my god, we're gonna lose Randy Orton for forever. Like right. this, this is it. This is his last match. He's done. He's not even gonna be able to walk out of here. He's not gonna be able to walk like onto this plane. He's not gonna be able to walk ever again. Man's gonna be paralyzed. Like the only thing that's keeping it moving right now is adrenaline. adrenaline. And then he hit that RKO and the whole muscle. thing changed. And then RKO out of nowhere. And he still couldn't get on the cover right away, but he handled it. And then, you know, obviously he ends up losing, but put on a really good performance, even with a bad back, quote unquote bad back. Right. Cool. The ending, I loved how the ending played out. I think that they're setting up something. Uh, I don't know if it'll be directly between Logan and Randy. Because I feel like him and KO, uh, sorry, Logan and KO still have beef. And I think that he kind of stepped on LA Knight's toes. We might be heading toward a ladder match, but the I ending was really that. good. And Drew deserved the win. Uh, we didn't even mention that AJ Styles fucking. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's his first, way in there. The foreshadowing that I uh, might yeah. have mentioned earlier. <laughs> yeah. Talk about player hater of the year. AJ Flat Earther Styles flies across <laughs> the globe, <laughs> even though there is no globe to him because he's a flat earther. And I'm so proud comes of into him. Elimination Chamber to beat up LA Knight. Talk <laughs> about a hater. That's fucking funny. Don't oh need to talk God. about Drew McIntyre. Don't need to be talk about Christy Cage. AJ Styles is your 2024 player hater of the year. <laughs> Fucking and Christian is going in on wrestlers' dads. Yeah. Fuck. Did you see what the? Do you, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what? Oh, he's going in on what? Uh, Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, fucking. Did you see when Daniel Garcia got announced as his opponent for Revolution? The promo he cut. I did not. No. So Christian comes out, he's flanked by Nick Wayne, Mother Wayne, and Killswitch, and he Daniel Garcia's in the ring, and Christian looks at him, and he goes, hey Daniel, do you know a Jackie Garcia that lives on such and such address in Queens, New York? If you type in the address on Google Street View, it's, like a, it's a fucking cemetery. Yeah, okay. Oh my god, and that's really where Garcia's dad is buried. Wow. Whoa. That's insane. Wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow, wee, wow. All right. 
But yeah, On AJ Styles really event? said, fuck the Oops, LA Knight. Yes, he did. He really did. Like, this whole time, all the rumors I've been seeing are LA Knight versus Logan at WrestleMania. Now it feels like it's Styles versus LA Knight at WrestleMania. Yes. Or at least for the next couple of SmackDowns. Yeah, because we're what? At time of recording, 37, 38 days away from WrestleMania? Yeah, I think it's 38. It's 37 to the stuff we're going to. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, With that, we move on to the main event, which was very, very special main event for one of the people involved. Oh, 100%. Main event being... WWE Women's World Champion Rhea Ripley defending her title against Nia Jax. I hate Nia Jax. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like her. You are probably the the majority by saying that. Yes. See, but it's interesting because people don't like Nia Jax, but also people shouldn't be, in theory, rooting for Rhea, because she's a heel. So I think, I think Josh, I think, yeah, I, I think last week, or uh, last time we recorded, Josh was saying uh, that it's going to be interesting, because Rhea's like the, the face, because she's from Australia. Yeah. Her family was sitting ringside. She got a hero's welcome. Yes, she did. She, I, um, I I liked um, someone tweeted that anytime Rhea is, uh, is probably going to cry, she just screams, and I couldn't relate more. <laughs> it, was, it was funny. I do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a spot on voice. <laughs> but uh, I, I think, uh, based on technicality, it like like wrestling technicality, it wasn't the best match of the night no. um i think story-wise it was very good though the um, story and emotion were enough to make this like a main event oh for sure yeah i mean i i just i don't know i don't it's it's i don't know how to put it it's weird with, with naya because Rhea's the powerhouse like she's She's like supposed to be big and strong, but like she hits Rhea with a like she hits Naya with a drop kick, and like Naya doesn't move, or if yeah. she does, it's like delayed, and it's like I don't know. I think that either I would rather Naya go down immediately and take a hard bump from a drop kick from Rhea, or not, or just shake it off and no sell. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just weird being in the middle where like she'd get hit with a drop kick. She'd take two steps back and then she'd fall over. It's like, uh, I don't really like that. Like that's just, yeah, it's just slow. It's sloppy. Um, Um, also that elbow Naya did through the announce table. Yeah. What the fuck is that? It, It was like a standing one too, right? She like just fell. Yeah. Like she, she slammed Rhea down and the table didn't break. And then she like hit that move, and then it broke. It's it's kind of odd. Oh man, I just don't think Naya's that good, like at uh, all. Yeah. Only thing I've ever enjoyed from the career of Nia Jack is that one viral video where she lands on her butt and she goes, "My hole." Like, 
really loud. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not familiar. <laughs> what? It's like, a, it's like a clip from Monday Night Raw during the pandemic, and she gets like she gets like slammed on the ring apron, and she lands like right on her crack, basically, for like lack of a better way to describe it. And she goes, "Oh my hole." <laughs> <laughs> what? I I love your insane. I love the way you're saying this. <laughs> it was during that like thing where she just would show up and put Lana through the announce table every week. Do you remember that? No, I don't. Yeah, okay, I wasn't I wasn't into the uh the COVID era. Yeah, it was during Thunderdome Raw and it, she would just like walk out during women's matches and put Lana through the announce table. And it's like, what the fuck? It might even have been just when they were in the performance center with no crowds too, before they got to the Thunderdome. But yeah, there's a fucking video where she just lands on her behind and she goes, Oh, my hole. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Oh man. Oh boy. Maybe that was a callback in this match. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um but having a heel women's champion main event a pay-per-view in her home country. Fucking good on you, Triple H. Booker of the year right there. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta say the crowd I mean obviously like I feel like the like non US pay per view shows, the crowds are just like like hype levels insane. Um so yeah, it was really it's like it was really awesome. A special treat. Because the pay-per-views are always in the States. You know? So right, they, right. They it's gotta nice, wake up nice at all the... Treat. Yeah, they gotta wake up at like 5am and whatever to watch the ones we get to watch at a comfortable time. And now it's their turn. You mm-hmm. know? I don't want to know what time I'm gonna have to wake up to watch that bash in Berlin when they do it, or this year's Backlash because it's in Paris. I... I don't think those will be bad. They'll be at the same time as Money in the Bank. It'll be like one o'clock in the afternoon. It so won't I be bad. Take the day off from work. Got it. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's... <laughs> no tip. Uh, PTO vacation time. Yes, sir. Uh, do you think for the Paris show they're gonna bring back uh, La Resistance? No. From two thousand five. I don't know. I don't understand it, but why would uh, Baron Corbin be popular in uh, France? I don't. Is this a? Are you setting up a joke? No, I'm not. I like. I saw <laughs> tweets, and it was like. I'm waiting for a punchline. It was like, Rhea in Australia, Punk in Chicago, see, like someone in London, and then it was like Corbin in France, and and then like the comments were like split. It was like I don't know what you're talking about. Like no one really wants to see him, but then the other half were like. Oh my gosh, yes. We saw him at that one live show. We really like him. We want him to come back. So I don't I don't uh, know. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know why he would be popular either. over there. But at the same time, like I feel like a match between him and like the current the whoever the world championship at that point is would like kick butt. Or if the wolf dogs defend their tag belts at it, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. It'd be like when Roadblock was still a main roster pay-per-view, well, I think it was only a main roster pay-per-view once. Yeah. And they had FTR defend that, not FTR, they were the Revival at that point in time, defend their NXT tag belts against Enzo and Cass on the pay-per-view. 
that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but yeah, uh, what would you guys give like a letter grade to Elimination Chamber? Ooh. I'm giving it a solid B. Yeah, I feel I, like I'd, I'd agree with that. B. Yeah, I think we were talking about this last week or, or last episode or maybe before, but it's always hard with a show right before WrestleMania. It's like any of the title, like titles that are being defended, like we already kind of know the outcome. Like it'd be kind of, you know, no, you're not going to change stuff like right before WrestleMania. Yeah, um, right. Like, so uh, honestly, the, the the big stuff to look forward to were the Elimination Chamber matches, and I feel like those delivered. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, just just was a was solid, solid all around. It's like it almost feels like titles shouldn't be defended in the two months leading up to WrestleMania because you're not just gonna like put like a freeze on all them. the momentum for those matches, you know? Yeah. It's like you advertised a U.S. title match between Logan Paul and Randy Orton, and then randomly at Elimination Chamber, Logan loses the title to Bronson Reed or some shit. Mm, Right. What the hell? Speaking of Bronson Reed, did you hear he was supposed to challenge Seth Rollins for the title at Elimination Chamber? Yeah. But he he had to miss the show because his wife gave birth to their first child. Oh, good for them. Congratulations, Bronson. Very, very many congratulations. And on a little bit of a sadder note, uh, as of today's recording, Virgil, the former uh, valet of the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, passed away. Oh, man. And um, Ole, Ole, I don't know how you say it, but it's O-L-E, Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson's brother, um, also passed away. Yes. So, rest in peace, legends. But uh, I think Elimination Chamber, very fun show. Solid B. We can all agree. And um, yep. one other thing about title matches not mattering before a pay-per-view. Uh, as of recording, AEW Revolution is on Sunday, March 3rd. On this week's episode of Dynamite, they're advertising Orange Cassidy defending his international title against Nick Wayne. But they've been building months and months for Orange Cassidy versus Roderick Strong at the pay-per-view for the title. It's like Nick Wayne's not randomly going to win it tonight. We all know that. What's the point? But it'll be cool to see Orange Cassidy fight Nick Wayne. I freaking love that kid. Orange Cassidy is a lot of fun to watch. Indeed. Oh, man. I wish you guys could come through for Revolution. I really do. I think it's going to be... The card looks a little lackluster, but even a terrible card with the right company can still be a really fun night, you know? True, true. You never know. uh, Don't judge a match by the paper. (laughs) Don't judge a pay-per-view by the match card. (laughs) Yes. Got him in one. First try. I had zero expectations for AEW Wrestle Dream, but like you and Justin coming through to watch it, it it was so much fun. It was yeah, such a great show. Yeah, dude, I'm 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 dying to watch the show with you again. It was a it was a blast. Hey, good thing we're going to Friday Night SmackDown and the GCW Collective WrestleMania weekend. Dude, Woo-hoo. thank goodness. And I can't believe fucking Supercard of Honor just got announced for Philly the same weekend. Oh man, 
so much wrestling in such a big city. It's going to be a blast. So if Eddie Kingston retains on Sunday, he's going to be in Philly for that Ring of Honor show. That's You gave him Wrestler of the Year, Tim. I did, because he won that uh, Triple Crown. Yeah, he's got the modern Triple Crown. Um, How mm. excited are you to be in Philadelphia at the same time as Eddie Kingston, your Wrestler of the Year? I don't think I'll be able to hold my elation in. Um, Hell I might yeah. just, I might just uh, freak out at tiny moments throughout the day, sensing his <laughs> presence. <laughs> um, real quick, before we cut off, did I tell you guys about the ladder match my dad and I watched the other day? I don't uh, think I so, no. I think you did. So uh, New Japan has a show called New Japan Strong, and it's like a U.S.-based show that they do. It still features their Japanese talents, but like Eddie Kingston appears on it a lot. Um, Darren Young from the Primetime Players wrestles on it a lot. Uh, so they upload it on New Japan World, the streaming service. That's like up to date episodes. But for free on YouTube, every once in a while, they'll upload an episode. It's just from a couple months ago. So they uploaded Best of the Super Juniors, which is like their cruiserweight division. Um, it was from August, and it was in Philadelphia from the 2300 Arena. Uh, the 2300 Arena is where ECW was started. Um, That's right. And the match was a three-way tag team ladder match. You might be saying to yourself, excuse me, what is the prize dangling above the ring? It was a Philly cheesesteak lunch for two. Huh. Let's the go. Tag team <laughs> had to retrieve the bag of Philly cheesesteaks and then had a nice lunch together. I love that. That's um, great. I don't remember the guy's name, but it was like the current junior heavyweight champion for New Japan. Came in with Rocky Romero, uh, who you might have seen on AEW. He teams with Orange Cassidy sometimes versus GCW world champion Blake Christian and Master Watto. And then um, Dokai and uh, Dokai from the best named New Japan faction of all time. Just five guys. It's just five guys. It used to be just four guys, but then they got a fifth guy. So it was Dokai and Lowrider. And they were fighting in a ladder match for a bag of greasy cheesesteaks. If I ever do a wrestling match, that's the kind of match I want to be in. When we're on, yeah. if I win, I'm guaranteed a delicious hot meal ready for me <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> when Slamtown gets so popular, we can start an indie promotion. Exactly. <laughs> hey, write that down in your dream journals, boys. Put it on your vision board. We are manifesting this year. We are manifesting the Slamtown Independent Championship, um, and the tag titles, and a mid card title. And a women's title. But I don't want to jinx it, so we'll stop talking about it. <laughs> there you go. Um, and with that, if you guys have any other closing thoughts. But, uh, nah, this, nah. Is, uh, this is good. I'm this freaking is pumped for Mania stuff to start heating up. Right. Let's, uh, let's bid the listeners a, a thank you and join us next time. Uh, thank you, time. listeners. Thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Later. Keep it crispy. We're workshopping that. Bye.